We're on the top of page Kuf Mem, 140, top line. And we've just been speaking about the idea of Big Day Esav. The Pasuk, we're explaining the Pasuk, Vatika Chrivka is Big Day Esav. She took the garments of Esav, which refer to the Esav sources in the world of Tayu with the unlimited, infinite energy of Hashem, uh, intense energy of the world of Tayu. And the Big Day Esav, that which enclosed that energy, is the physical objects of this world, which the godly sparks from the world of Tehu have fallen into these objects and become trapped into them. And Rivka has taken them and enclosed them onto Yaakov, which means basically taking all these physical objects and using them for mitzvahs, transforming them into Chefzei Kedusha, objects of holy objects, thereby when you actually take the physical animal hide and you transform it and you make it into its film, that's separating out the godly spark and from its entrapment within the physicality. But then when you actually take that to fill in and you perform the mitzvah with it, then you actually connect that godly spark back to its unlimited source um, in the world of Tayu. And then you elicit a revelation from all the way back from Hashem's very essence because that is what Hashem in His very essence wants. He wants us to make a dwelling place for them in this lower world and to uplift the physical physical objects in this world and connect them back to uh, Hashem and for us to and for us to do terimitis in this world and that's has the ability to um, bring down a revelation from the world of Tayu, the pure revelation of that unlimited energy of Hashem but it should come down into this to this world and enclosed in the Kalim of Tikkun into the vessels the limited vessels of Tikkun because the mitzvahs have that strength that they can accomplish the impossible to that the even these even though these li, these limited vessels of the world of of the world of Atsilas should be able to contain the unlimited revelation of divine energy of the world of Tehu. That is the special power that they have. Hashem Oiz Hashem has given Oiz strength. What's the strength? It's referring to the Torah, and that is the strength that Torah has to contain that unlimited pure revelation of the world of Tehu. Um So now we're on the next page. And this is the whole purpose that the soul descended into this world. It descended from its place of its glory. And its special, sublime, spiritual level that the soul was um, when it was above, and meaning just basking in the divine radiance of Hashem in the in the, in the world of the Neshamis. And its connection directly to godliness, what it was experiencing, a totally spiritual revelation of godliness. But this is the whole purpose of the Dishamba came down from that sublime level. And it enclosed into a physical body and an animal soul, etc. And all the other, you know, physical coarse things of this world. The Neshama came down so low. In order to fulfill which Torah are enclosed in physical objects and physical matters, in order to bring about the process of refining those godly sparks which are trapped in the physicality and uplifting them back to their source and then eliciting a divine revelation from Hashem's essence. That is the whole purpose that the Neshama came down here. And the Neshama came down from such an amazing, lofty level of godliness and clothed in this lowly, lowly place which has no comparison to where the Neshama came from in order to bring about that whole process we've just been speaking about of refining the physicality, they're finding the godly sparks which fell from Tayu and separating them out from their physical entrapment and bringing them back to their source. And not only to bring about a birudim, a, a refinement in the physical objects of this world, but also within our animal soul, within ourselves. Through this process of refining the physicality and refining our animal soul, 
uplifting our animal soul and connecting it back to Hashem, that is how you draw down a additional and an abundance of godly energy, which is which uh, surpasses that which we usually experience in this world, where usually it's just um, um, a mute, or usually just a diminished godly energy and a large vessels which have the ability to contain that energy. But through bringing about the refinement of the physicality on the animal soul, you draw down an abundance of energy, unlimited divine energy, into this world. And this is the world, the reason, reason, deeper reason why the Jewish souls are called zriya. They're called planting, like planting a seed into the earth. Like the verse implies, it says that I have implant, I have planted her for myself within the earth. Referring, referring to the Jewish people, Hashem is saying, I have planted the Jewish people, her, the Knesset Israel, the congregation of Israel, for myself, for my sake, into this earth, into this world. And the sages say, does about this verse, does a person plant a certain measurement, a kav measurement, uh, in the earth, only in order to get out from that and planting of those little seeds, uh, many, many uh, which is a greater measurement. Basically, a person plants, well, he plants these little seeds. Why does he plant them? And, and really, when he plants and puts them in the earth, he's actually, they're disintegrating, he's getting rid of them. It's only in order that he should get back from that an amazing, amazing greater amount of measures of, he plants a little seed and all of a sudden a tree grows, which produces many, many fruits and or a little seed grows much wheat, etc. So you only plant in order to get back a lot more. So too, the Jewish people were only planted, which means planted in the earth, which means they were exiled into this physical body, into this also into the actual exile, going away from the base of Mikdash, um, only in order that, we, that there should be a benefit um, from that planting, just like when a person plants, to get back a lot more back. Um, and like it says, Hashem um, has spread us out from all the four corners of the earth. One of you, one of the Jewish people, is exiled to Spain, and another you, another one is exiled to another place in the world. And the whole purpose is just like this idea of planting in order to get back a greater benefit than the original seed was. The original seed was this little seed, but you plant it, you get rid of it, and you put it in this low place into the earth only in order that it should produce a lot more than what it was in the beginning. So too, the Jewish souls, even though they were on such a sublime level, the only reason Hashem planted them into this physical earth, which is an exile for the soul, is only in order to get back a lot greater benefit, even more than the Shema was before it came down. And that is through, because specifically through coming down here and going through the process of birurim, of refining the, the spark, sparks of godliness, that are trapped in physicality, that is how you elicit a revelation from Hashem's essence, which is even more than the soul was experiencing before it came down. That through a person now, a Jewish soul being down here in this physical world, and dealing with his physical, his actual business, doing his business deals, um, uh, now there, meaning he's doing his business deals there, wherever he's exiled to in this physical world, to Spain, to England, etc., to America, through him doing his business deals there, in a kosher way, in a in a permissible way according to the teda, without any, without any obviously stealing <coughs> or any anything else which can go against the teda, any interest, etc., charging interest, and he's doing this business for the sake of Hashem. 
What is it for the sake of Hashem? How do you do business for the sake of Hashem? In order that you should get money to be able to perform tzedakah, to give charity, and to order to perform other mitzvahs properly, you should be able to buy a proper lulav and a proper tefillin, etc. And in order they should have the free time to learn Torah and the peace of mind to learn Torah. And he actually does so, meaning he actually follows through with his kavana. His intention is to do these things. That's why he goes to business. But a person could have that intention and not follow through. But he actually follows through and does these that is, that is the process of refining these sparks. He's through that he's refining the sparks, which are trapped in all these physical things, which he's dealing with in his business. And also another way which he does this, um, he refines the godly sparks from the physicality by being his soul being lowered into this coarse physical world. The fact that from what the person receives. Uh, energy from his eating and drinking, and he makes a, bl- a blessing before he eats and after he eats. Um, and he learns Torah and he davens. Like it says in the bottom, it fixes it here. It says maybe this is what it should have been. It looks like it's missing a word. And he learns and he davens with the the power that he receives, the energy that he receives from this eating and drinking. And it says to tell you that through that, he is refining the godly sparks just fell from the world of Tayu. He's refining them, sifting them out, separating them out from there, and trapping the physicality and connecting them back to their divine source by using them for his godly purpose. And through that, like we said before, you're drawing down an additional and abundance of godly energy, the pure light of Tayu, which even the soul, when it was above in its godly source, wasn't experiencing only through coming down here and fulfilling the purpose of creation and be mevada birunim, the process of the refinement of the sparks of godliness, that is how you can, the soul can get in touch with an even higher level than it was in touch with before it came down. And this is the deeper meaning what the Zohar says in the verse, Blessed is Hashem, the God of Israel, from the world, and to the world, it was referring to the drawing down of godliness from the hidden, concealed worlds into the revealed physical worlds, the worlds that we perceive, and this is actually a verse which we brought earlier in this mimer, just to go back to that. Looking back on page Kufla Medalid 134, we spoke about this verse. Um, about the Chatsi Shekel, Machtis Shekel, the two halves of the Shekel are Amadis Galia, Amadis Kastia. And the concealed worlds and the revealed worlds, and through giving the half the shekel in the in the physical revealed worlds, you draw down from the upper half of the shekel, which is the concealed worlds. Um, so basically, the point is that through giving the half shekel, you draw down from the concealed world into the revealed worlds, and this is what we said on the verse. Baruch Hashem and the Zera says Baruch is Amshacha is drawing down. Mino Olam is referring to the concealed hidden worlds, the upper worlds. To the revealed worlds. And in the Mishnah, in the Seif Maseches Brochis, it's Mashma that explains the opposite way. It says that once the Apikursim, uh, once the um, Minim, the Apikursim, that deny, deny the Torah, they said, they said there's only one world and there's no world to come. So he's that's when the sages enacted that we should say in our davening, from the world into the world. There's two worlds. So from here, it's, it's mashma that min ha'olam refers to the revealed worlds from this world. Ad the concealed worlds, the olam um, 
and also Turgum Yonason, Me'amadein, La'amadeasi. The um, Aramaic translation by Yonason ben Uzil translates to Me'amadein from this world into the world to come, also implying the opposite. The Zayar says, Me'amadeilam refers to the concealed world, then to the revealed world, whereas the Gemara and the Tar- Targum says that no, it's referring to the revealed world, then Adoilam to the concealed world. And the explanation we said is that both are true, that the main Hamshacha drawing down of Godness is from the concealed world to the revealed world. However, how do we bring about this Hamshacha from the concealed world to the revealed world? That is through the Avoida in our revealed world, in our physical world, meaning through the refinement of the body, which comes from the serpent skin, meaning which comes from the klipa, and refining the animal soul, and refining all the physical objects in this world, and transforming them, uplifting the godliness, through that you draw down from the concealed world to the revealed world. But the work has to take place in the revealed world in order to get to the concealed world, the higher worlds. So now returning to that verse over here, um, this is what it means. Blessed Hashem, drawing down Hashem, the God of Israel, from the higher world to the lower world, from the concealed world to the revealed world, the Kholos, Beis Medregis Elu, that the general idea of these two levels, Bechines Almadiskasya, Bechines Almadiskasya, so the general idea of these two two levels is the level of Amadis Gali, the revealed worlds that we can perceive. That refers to the the regular chain of creation of all the worlds that in which this chain of creation, the godly energy is contracted and diminished and therefore enclosed in an internal way within the vessels of those worlds. And that's why it's called the revealed worlds because we said before, any gili, any revelation only comes through a tzimtzum, a contraction of the of the divine light, that it should be able to be perceived in that world and channeled through those vessels. The first sphere of the world of Atzilus of all the worlds is the beginning of the whole chain of creation and it's the beginning of all revelation. Chachma is the first, basically the first place, the first level which godliness starts to become perceived. The godly energy, the infinite unbounded godly energy now is contracted and shines within an internal way in a contracted way within that sphera and therefore now is comes down to a level which can, can be perceived or revealed in the concealed worlds refers to in general the infinite energy of Hashem which transcends the chain of creation that being that it is unlimited and not contracted to our level to the level of the Kalim therefore it's it's concealed and hidden from the worlds. And the whole purpose, like we've been saying now, is to draw down, there should be a drawing down from the, the infinite essence of Hashem, which tra- totally transcends the chain of creation, meaning the Almadiskasa, the concealed worlds, into a revealed way within the chain of creation. That is the whole purpose, and that is accomplished through our process of birudim, of refining the sparks, connecting them back to their divine source, and thereby eliciting a revelation from the infinite essence of Hashem into creation. And that is accomplished through our refining the sparks, bringing about and uplifting the feminine waters, meaning refining the sparks trapped in physicality, bringing them back up to Hashem, connecting them back to their source, from this world to the world to come, to the concealed, to the concealed hidden worlds, from the Elumatikun to Elumateu. And that's what we said before, that that's why the other commentaries... Um, say from this world to the next world because the the avoida of drawing down that revelation from the concealed world to the hidden worlds is accomplished through our uplifting the sparks from the from the revealed worlds to the concealed worlds through the process of refining the sparks and of uplifting those sparks 
first, like we said before, there's two steps, separating them from their entrapment physicality and then connecting them back to their divine source, through that refining process and that uplifting process, there shines an abundance of um, divine energy, abundance of uh, godly light, which refers to the essential light, the essential godly energy of the essence, the infinite essence of Hashem. And the drawing down of that infinite, that infinite and essential divine energy, and the revelation of that energy is only through the Torah, like we said before, that the Torah gives a strength. The Torah gives the limited chain of creation, the limited vessels of this world, the strength to receive that unlimited revelation. Even though it doesn't make any sense, but the Torah has that special strength because its source is in that infinite essence. And therefore, it empowers the limited vessels of our world to be able to receive that unlimited revelation of Hashem. Like we said before, um, through Teirah Mitzvahs, which are, which are Kalim, they are able to be Kalim, to the essential light, because, let's see, even though Teirah Mitzvahs are very precise, and they have a revelation of the more contracted light. Being that their source of Terimitz is in the essence of Hashem, therefore they have the ability to receive that divine essence, that unlimited essence, like we said before. And now we return to explain the verse of the whole Maimer is based on, of the Machtis HaShekel, which we started the Maimer on. This is what everyone should give, everyone who is being counted um, for this uh, counting of the half shekel, call the Avril Bikudim Mach the Shekel a half shekel. Esrim Gaida Shekel Mach the Shekel of Trumalashem. The whole shekel is a Esrim is twenty Gaida. And Mach the Shekel you should give half of that, which is a donation to Hashem. And we asked a bunch of questions. Why does it say Zeyitnu? It should have said Benosnu Kolaver. It should have said this is what you should give. It should have said, and everyone will give. And also to understand what it says, Mach the Shekel, Beshekel a Kadesh, half of the Shekel, the holy shekel. It doesn't say how much is the actual shekel. It should have said first esrim geira shekel, or it should have said zayitnu eser geira. It should have said you just give ten geira instead of saying give a half of twenty. And also what it says afterwards machis shekel truma. It says a half of a shekel is a donation to Hashem. Seemingly that is extra. And we said that in the zayar and raimehemne zayar it says parshas tisa it says what is the machis shekel. It is like the chatzia hay in the half of the haze, the dove vav, and that is referring to the vav, which is a mamutza intermediary between the two hays. And we said, I have to understand what does it mean? How is this idea of the vav is a half of the shekel, which is uh, misparty, uh, sorry, which the half of the shekel is actually 10, like I said, 10, half of 20 geira, um, which is eser geira. How is now the half shekel referring to this vav, which is six? So we, and then we went on to explain the whole idea of the Machis shekel and what it refers to. Now we're returning to that verse. Zayitnu, this is what everybody should give. Zehu b'chinas gili. Anytime the word the Torah says zeh, this it refers to something which is revealed before you. Like when a person says this, instead of saying who, who is something which is hidden from you, him or it. Zeh is this right in front of me. And therefore, it's referring to Zayitnu. This is what you should give. The revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem, which totally transcends the chain of creation. Like at the splitting of the sea, like it says by the splitting of the sea, 
that every <coughs> Jewish person said, this is my God and I will glorify him. They said this, like the sages explain on this verse, that each person, each and every Jewish person then, was showing with his finger, this is Hashem. Like it says that the, even a maidservant saw on the by the splitting of the sea, saw such a revelation of godliness that even the greatest prophets never experienced. So Zeh is referring to, like and it says, Zeh Yitnu, this is what they should give, is referring to the revelation of the essence, the infinite essence of Hashem, which totally transcends the chain of creation. She'ein Zeh Mitzavah Gili, to say the that this revelation cannot be on account of the revelation of the regular chain of creation. Because um, such a revelation where every single person, like at the splitting of the sea, every single person was able to see Hashem and experience Hashem, even the lowest, you know, the lowest, most underdeveloped, um, coarsest person was able to see the same thing as the highest, most spiritual person was able to see at the splitting of the sea. Such a revelation is not possible if it's coming in, into the levels, it's, if it's coming down, descending to the levels of the chain of creation. It's impossible that there should be a revelation of God to every, everyone equally. Even to the lowest levels, like the maidservant, which never had experience, has never been developed at all in the spiritual experience. The only way it's possible is if it's talking about the revelation of Hashem's essence, infinite essence, which totally transcends all limitations and all definitions and all differences. And that level of godliness, which is totally unlimited, um, it can be revealed to everyone equally. Because compared to the unlimited, there is no difference between high and low, good and bad, light and dark. That's only, the only reason it happened like that is because the revelation came from totally above the chain of creation, from above limitation. And this is also the similar idea when it says over here in our, in our Parsha, the Mimer speaking about, this is what you should give the half shekel. Referring to the revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem. Um, who, so now, what's the connection of the half shekel giving of the half shekel, which is eliciting a revelation from Hashem's infinite essence, what's the connection of that to the Kriya Samsuf, to the splitting of the sea, which also they experience a, a that same revelation from Hashem's essence. It's according to what it's, it's brought in the Gemara Yushalmi, Jerusalem Talmud, in the tractate of Shkolim, Kol, uh, Kol, which is the tractate that speaks about this idea of giving the half shekel. Kol ha'iver alap kudim, mean um, it says that anyone who's being counted, uh, who's going through this counting process by giving the half shekel, that's what the verse says. And then the Talmud over there says, from even from the person that split that went through the sea and the splitting of the sea, etc., even to the into every single person basically is is going to be counted here. <coughs> So this is where we see that the a direct connection between the giving of the half shekel to the splitting of the sea. The Gemara says that this verse of giving the half shekel is re- referring to kol ha'ever. Who is kol ha'ever? Even the person, every single person, even the ones who went through the splitting of the sea should also give this half shekel. So it connects it. And that's why the verse says a half shekel stam without explaining. Which we don't know yet at this point. Half shekel we don't know what is this half shekel, meaning how much is the full shekel that therefore we should give a half of that. 
Because it's referring to, like we said, the revelation of Zeh is referring to the infinite essence of Hashem, which is totally hidden and concealed from the creations, being that it's totally above our perception. It's unlimited, the infinite, which totally transcends our ability to comprehend. And that is the idea of the stam, stam, which is without explaining. It's hidden. Stam comes from the word sosam, hidden. It's not explaining explicitly what it's talking about here, because it's referring to the infinite essence of Hashem, which is totally Sussum, stam, which is totally hidden and concealed. But however, how, through what are we going to be able to draw down this revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem? That's what it continues. The verse continues. The verse continues that the, whole, the full shekel is 20 geda, um, and the half shekel is a, don- a donation to Hashem. So what, how does this part of the verse explain how we're going to draw down this infinite essence? Dehine. For behold, it's known that there are two levels in the soul. There is the external diminished ray of the soul, which encloses into the, in the physical body, and is felt in sensed in the physical body, and gives it life. And then there's the essence of the soul, which totally transcends being enclosed in the body in an internal way. It's the level of the soul which, is, which remains, so to say, above, which is totally above our perception. The essence of the soul. And this is referring to the hidden part of the soul, which is totally transcending, being revealed within the body, and the revealed part of the soul, which is within the body. And just to clarify that, when it says that there's a part of the soul which is not enclosed in the body, it doesn't mean, just like Seviv Kolam and Mimali Kolam, Seviv doesn't mean that it's not within the world. It's actually within the world. It's actually filling them in a very internal way, but the difference is, is that being that it's such a sublime revelation, it's not felt, it's not sensed, it's not revealed within the, within the world. So too, this part of the soul, the essence of the soul, not that it's not, not that it's actually, so to say, hovering above the soul, not within the, I mean, hovering above the body, not within the body. It is for sure within the body, but it's within the body in a way where it's not revealed, just like the Savior called him. So, <clears throat> two levels of the soul. Like I was just saying here, in the source of these two aspects, these two levels of the soul, above in godliness is the 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 infinite energy of Hashem, which has become contracted and diminished and becomes enclosed in an internal way within the vessels of the spheres of all the worlds. So that is the mamalikolam, the, the light of Hashem which fills all the world, which is relates to the world's definitions and limitations. That is the source of the soul, the level of the soul which is revealed within the body. And then the source of the level of the soul, the essence of the soul which transcends being revealed in the body that is rooted within the infinite essence of Hashem which totally transcends the creation and transcends being enclosed in an internal way in the vessels. See where it's explained in another place in the Mimer entitled Vyakil, Regarding the idea of lights, the godly lights in the vessels. Behold, the the level of the soul which is enclosed within the body, its whole purpose, its service, its purpose of being enclosed in the body is to bring about, is to refine the body, to purify it, to uplift it, and the animal soul. Because the the intellect and the emotions of the godly soul are enclosed within the intellect and the emotions of the animal soul. And therefore, through utilizing our godly soul's intellect and emotions, which have to interact with the with the animal soul's intellect and emotions, the only way that the godly soul can intellectualize and feel godly feelings is only through the animal soul, which is like the intermediary, like the Swinzitanya, which allows the godly soul to interact with the physical body. 
So the Chol Asagas is based bainus on the Sham Holikis, all any type of comprehension and, and contemplation of the godly soul, he besechol the nefesh ativis. It only happens through the intellect of the natural soul, of the animal soul. Shagam hu yavm ha'inichu. That even the animal soul should also understand this, this godly concept which the godly soul is contemplating. So, two things here. That the whole idea of the only the only way that the godly soul can interact with the person, the person can basically have any connection with it, is through the animal soul. That's why the godly soul is enclosed within the animal soul. Because the animal soul has both extremes. It's both animalistic, therefore relating more to the physical body of the person, the physical person, but it's also a soul, it's spiritual, therefore it can relate to the spiritual aspect of the godly soul. So it's an intermediary, inter- intermediary which has both aspects within it, physical aspect and a spiritual aspect, so to say, which therefore can connect the physical person to the godly soul. So anything that the godly soul is thinking about and feeling, which is what it's talking about when you're contemplating godly, the greatness of Hashem, or you're feeling a love for Hashem, that only happens through the animal soul. So the animal soul is always involved in the godly soul's activities. Um, and also, <clears throat> the purpose when, when a person is contemplating these godly concepts, the greatness of Hashem, he should focus that not only should it be should he understand it in a more ethereal, a more abstract way, but he should act, he should really understand it very, very well in all its details with all analogies in a way which even the animalistic side of him, the human side of him, should be able to understand this greatness of Hashem, in order that it should also become refined and uplifted and want to connect to Hashem. That it should also understand the idea. <clears throat> There's a specific way of contemplating the greatness of Hashem, which the animal soul can also relate to. It explains in other places when you think about the level of Malikolom and how Hashem fills all the worlds and Atam Chayes Kulam and, and gives life to everyone and how the true only true life is the godliness and without that everything is just basically death and disintegrates and has no real life. These types of things, these kinds of contemplations which are more focused on the way Hashem relates to the world in a more limited way that even the animal soul can understand. And especially when you're talking about life because the animal soul just wants life. So when you focus to understand understand things in a way where the animal soul should appreciate it, that's how you are refining the body and the animal soul. Will be sadrus, and in general, when you contemplate godliness, even if even if you're not focusing on a way which should relate to the animal soul, but being that the godly soul is enclosed within the animal soul, it only works through the animal soul. It's also being uplifted through that contemplation, but not in the same way where you actually think about things which the animal soul can relate to. Will be sadrus hamidis nefeshalikis, and when the Emotions of the of the godly soul become aroused to love Hashem and to fear Hashem. Then automatically, the natural emotions of the animal soul become aroused too, because, like I said, it is enclosed within the animal soul, and also, especially if you're thinking about things which relate to the animal soul, like the verse implies, and to him, my heart and my flesh um, sing to to Hashem. Even the physical flesh and the physical heart should sing to Hashem. That is that, so that verse is referring to this process of when a person is aroused in his godly emotions, therefore his physical emotions of his animal soul also become aroused. And this is because, like we just said, on account of the fact that the emotions of the godly soul are enclosed and interact through the emotions of the animal soul, because the animal soul is the intermediary which allows the physical person to relate to the spiritual godly um, um, godly soul. This is not, we're on the top of page, Kuf Memal, 141. <clears throat> and this is the whole purpose of the person's service, of this aspect of the level of the soul, which is in, within, clothed within the body. Levar and Nefesh is to refine the animal soul. 
and to uplift it and to connect it back to Hashem to bring about the idea like it says in Krishma you shall love Hashem with all your heart and like the Gemara says means with all your hearts because it could have said in the singular tense with all your heart here it says with all your hearts implying that the person should also get both his hearts both his inclinations involved in the love of Hashem the good inclination obviously and also the evil inclination which is referring to the animal soul, that you're trying to get your animal soul also to love Hashem and to be aroused to connect to Hashem. We'll stop there on the top page, Kuf Mem Aleph, 141, two lines from the top.